0: Hello everyone and welcome to Saturn Returns with me, Kagi Dunlop. This is a new podcast that aims to bring clarity during transitional times where there can be confusion and doubt.
1: The moon's 4.51 billion years old. So you've got that much wisdom above you, holding that space for you, you know. The moon's been here and seen everything that's gone before us and will likely stay here to see everything that comes after us. And so, yeah, we've got this real wisdom in the sky to help with that. In today's
0: episode, we have the wonderful Kirsty Gallagher, who is a moon mentor, author and transformation coach and founder of Lunar Living. Now, Kirsty got in contact with me after the first episode of Saturn Returns came out. And I'm so pleased that she did because I had been thinking about getting someone on the podcast to talk about the moon. As this was one of the first practices in this sort of space that I was introduced to at the beginning of my own Saturn Return when I was in LA. And I found this amazing sense of community and connection with all these women when I did this full moon ritual, which we discuss a little bit. And it's just a very simple thing that traditionally you will do during a full moon, and you'll get together and you can set intentions and you can have sage and palo santo. And it's really beautiful. And it's something me and my friends um, do today. So I hope you enjoy listening to this episode because I found it incredibly fascinating. And just to connect back to the episode prior to this one about human design we talk a little bit about how reflectors work with the energy of the moon. And it's sort of connected to this, but this shows that anybody can. And I honestly think that everybody should, because it's just an amazing marking point to see where you're at, to see where you need to make changes, to make some adjustments. So it doesn't feel like everything's just a bit chaotic and and mad. And as I explain after the episode, it actually really affected me in a short space of time from just having that awareness. So I hope you enjoy it and you take something from it. And if it resonates with you, please share it with some friends or message me on Instagram because I love hearing from you guys. Okay, enjoy. Hello, Kirsty. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you because just to give a bit of context to how much I know or how little I know really about the moon. But it has been a practice of mine that I have tried to incorporate into my life, which actually, funnily enough, happened during my Saturn return. So when I was in LA, when I had this sudden shift of like, I don't know who I am. (laughs) I don't know who my friends are. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this life. Help. One of the first things that I did that actually made me feel part of something was a a girl got in contact with me and we ended up going for a coffee and getting on really, really well. And then she invited me to my first full moon ritual. (gasps)
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And then, I I mean, at the time I'd never really done anything like that. And so it was all very new to me, but I went very open-minded about it and it was just the nicest experience. And it was the first time in a long time that I felt very... Like, connected with people, and they were all strangers. They were all these, you know, different women from different walks of life. And we ended up like lying in a circle at the end, and we were doing uh, breath work together. And it was so um, like emotional and charged yeah. and just like incredible. And me and this girl were just lying next to each other. And we were like, it sounds a bit weird, but we were like holding hands by yeah. the end. And I was like, was so magical. So that was my first you know, working with the moon
1: experience. Wow. I love this. What an experience.
0: Yeah. And then I kind of started to do it a bit more, but I haven't really dived in too heavily. I did also use it in the midst of a breakup at the end of last year, Mm -hmm. which it can be really powerful for. Totally. But, I mean, you are the moon expert. (laughs) I was going to say lady
1: I'll take moon woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to hear about how you got into all of this yeah a
1: bit about your journey I mean first of all just to touch on what you said so beautifully what I love about lunar living and about working with the moon cycles is it shows us that we're never alone and even mm-hmm. in this time that we're in right now of all being in kind of isolation and lockdown what's been really powerful for so many people who've contacted me is knowing that the moon is one of the only unifying things in the world we all look at the same moon in the same sky in the same phase and it shows us a part of something way greater than this kind of little human experience we're having it just shows us that there's something there's an ancient wisdom and power and guidance up there that we can all draw upon mm. and I think that's what this whole
0: experience this whole like podcast is really about is that yes. You know, we're, we're part of something so much bigger and greater than ourselves and we can work with that and we just need to tap into it a bit more. And That's I think it. working with the energy of the moon is such an amazing way that we can start to incorporate that into our life.
1: It really is. I mean, I've been working with the moon now for nearly 11 years and I started because a little bit similar to you, probably around a similar time in my life as to when you had your experience in your life around my Saturn's return. I went to India and was doing my yoga teacher training out there. And I've always been fascinated by astrology and all things kind of a little bit mystical and a little bit magical. And it's traditional not to practice yoga on moon days. So full moon and new moon days would be the rest days. You wouldn't do any yoga. You wouldn't, no one would practice on those days. And so on moon days, everyone would go and hang out in the cafes and the coffee shops. And it fascinated me to notice on a moon day, you'd actually see the shift in people. I'd notice People's energy would differ. You'd find everyone was suddenly talking about the same life issue or coming up against the same block or worried about the same thing. And it got me really hooked. And so I used to use moon wow. days then on this day off to really just sit and meditate on and tune into what the energy felt like and what the energy of the moon was trying to tell us and give us and show to us and by
0: doing that you realized you started to pay attention to that that change that yes. happened because I guess the thing is most of the time we're not really paying attention to what's going on
1: exactly. with the
0: moon and whether that correlates with what we're feeling and what That's we're it. experiencing That's so what did you notice was coming up for people
1: it would be different with every moon, which is what was really interesting because I was in India for nine months. And so I, I got I gained nine months worth of information on this. And so what you will find in, and we'll hopefully get a little deeper into this is that every new and full moon falls in a different star sign. And so we've just had the new moon in Taurus a couple of days ago. The next moon that we get is a full moon, which will be in the sign of Scorpio. And so every star sign brings a different set of lessons and teachings and wisdom and a different life area it wants us to look at different elements of things that we can draw upon and that's what was again even more interesting for me that every moon had just a slightly different let's say slightly different flavor character yes character is a great word that we could then work even deeper into that to not just work with new and full moon energies but then to take that character of that moon and go okay how can I go deeper and it sounds It sounds crazy to say, but I transformed my life in that nine months by working with the moon because it just showed me life areas that needed attention, things within me that needed attention, little shifts I needed to make in myself and the direction of my life. And by working back in this alignment and this rhythm and this flow, I made like profound shifts in nine months and and ever since, ever since by working with lunar energies. And so as each moon connects to a star sign is that
0: so because we just had the new moon that was in Taurus and I'm a Taurus so yes. does that mean that I'm going to work more with that energy or is yes. it kind of completely yes. separate
1: yeah so two questions that I get asked the most of all is the first one will the moon affect me more when it's in my sign and the answer is yes mm. so if you are a, Sorus, a Taurus sun sign Equally, if you're a Taurus moon sign or rising sign, but that gets a little bit deeper into kind of finding out everything about you in in astrological terms, the moon will affect you more because it's almost like because you are a Taurus, the Taurus moon is like your cheerleader. The Taurus moon is there to say, like, come on, you've got real work to do now. And if you pay attention to this, you'll make a really massive big shift And also the sign that we're born under gives us certain personality traits anyway, in certain areas of our lives that need more growth or attention. And so when that moon comes around, bringing that character, you're going to just feel it a little bit more when it falls in in your sign. And then what about your,
0: because I'm Pisces moon and Libra rising. So does that mean that
1: those things those moons will affect affect you you more as well definitely definitely so when the pisces moon comes around you'll have a little bit more of a a feeling and a connection to that our sun sign tends to be the our personality traits and the the outer us and the us that we put there into the outside world our moon sign is our internal it's our moon sign is our emotions and our feelings and our kind of more hidden inner world of where we where we go into when we go within ourselves And then our rising sign is almost the way that we move into the world. It's almost like the vehicle with which we propel ourselves through the world.
0: And so from observing people's behavior, what sort of things did you start to to learn from it? And how did you learn to
1: then work with that energy? Mm. So... As I said, you'd notice that different moons would offer different lessons and different guidance. And so there'd be certain moons where everybody would be a little bit more obsessed with their relationships. There'd be certain moons where people would be a little bit more in kind of their shadows, so to speak, and anxiety would come up a little bit more or fears would come up a little bit more. There'd be moons where everyone would be filled with inspiration and ideas and people would create businesses from a corner of a little coffee shop because they'd be so filled with these ideas and inspiration. And it all just correlated to the different moons. And so that really got me into that. But what I really started to work with them was just taking time on the new and the full moon to check in. And so for anyone listening to this who's a little bit newer and is like, well, I, I'm not really sure about any of this and I don't know where to start. Yeah,
0: because it could be a bit overwhelming and sound a bit nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: People <laughs> would be like, these two, what are they talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what we try to do is we try to make life very linear and we expect everything to be the same all day, every day. We expect that we should be the same all day, every day, that everyone around us should be the same all day, every day. And it's just not the way that life is. And what we've lost touch with is this ancient rhythm and flow and cycle. So all around us, nature moves in cycles. A lot of nature moves still within a lunar rhythm and a lunar flow. And as we lose touch with that natural rhythm and cycle, we lose touch with our intuition and our our deeper selves and our ability to connect with ourselves And we also lose touch with emotion. So I very much see our emotions as being signposts for us. And so whenever we're feeling a particular emotion, it's just highlighting to us certain areas of our lives or ourselves that need attention 100%. but we're in such a busy epidemic now I mean not quite at this exact moment in time but we, we, we glamorize being busy and we're always on and we're always contactable and we're always rushing around and we very rarely take time to stop and to sit and to just check in and go like how am I how am I today also it really connects with the feminine energy yes, doesn't it absolutely because
0: historically women used to bleed in in sync with the moon I actually have just managed to get that in sync again (gasps) which
1: I've been trying to do yeah I mean women at one point would all have gathered together on around a new moon to go in what used to be called the red tent and we'd have got together and we'd have shared and supported and encouraged each other and held space for each other and again we seem to have lost a lot of that and so there is so much power in women coming together there's so much magic and power in this kind of work in even taking control of your own life again because I hear so many people say that new year comes around and they make these resolutions and then they've not put any thought or effort behind it by February and forgotten what they were by May and then we're all like oh my gosh it's December again how has a year passed again and life Mm. passes us by unless we begin to take a conscious control over it and hold ourselves accountable and month on month revisit ourselves and our innermost hopes and dreams and desires and wishes and keep giving them life and energy to propel them out there into the world. And also
0: everything changes so much like throughout the year that I think working Mm. with the moon is it's more of a manageable state and you have something you can check in with and you can see what's like for instance for me this new moon something that came up there was a lot of and my intuition was so heightened and I felt energetically so connected with stuff. And also because my period was in sync with it, I was like, this thing is no longer working. I need to cut it out. And it was so crystal clear. And I just did. And then afterwards I felt better. And usually when I'd kind of marinate on those mistakes a lot more, whereas I think when you have that awareness, you can be like, I got rid of what was no longer serving me. And I made, you know, the necessary changes. And now I'm into the next, the next change and the next shift. And like, bringing more of what is working in yeah and like homing in on that
1: exactly that's so powerful do you think it would help if we went through a lunar cycle to give people a little background on yeah. what what all these phases are that we're kind of speaking about and a little bit about perhaps what each phase means and the magic it holds and what you can do with absolutely. it absolutely okay yeah I would love that so I always start with what's called the dark moon um, because it's the ending that creates the beginning, which is probably exactly where you were when you just so beautifully talked about letting things go. So the dark moon is the very end of the waning part of the lunar cycle where the moon is so small she's barely visible in the sky. This is the lowest energetic point of the lunar cycle and also the most emotional. And so on a dark moon, as the moon disappears from the sky, She encourages us to also just slightly disappear from the outside world and really go inwards into ourselves. And so this is the time of the lunar cycle where we're going to feel really emotional because the moon is trying to show to us Um, One of the questions I get asked a lot is, why is the moon doing this to me? And the moon isn't doing anything to us. She's just highlighting for us what's already inside and the parts of ourselves that may be being left unheard or we're not paying attention to or the direction that we're trying to head in that isn't necessarily ours to go in. And so the dark moon will pull us right down into those deep emotions within us so that we can start to get to see Normally what we don't want. So normally around a dark moon, we're like, this isn't working. That's not working. They're irritating me. That doesn't feel right. And we start to just feel all this energy of what's going on on the inside, which is probably a lot of what you felt. Yeah. We then get the new moon. And this is the moment where the sun and the moon and the earth all line up in the sky and the moon becomes new. The new moon is the moment then of new beginnings where we take everything we learned in the dark moon phase of everything that wasn't working, all the emotions we were feeling and we start to look at what life areas we are feeling the most emotional about and we decide from what we don't want, okay, well then what do you want? If that job isn't working for you, what do you want to be doing? What do you want to be putting your energy towards? If that relationship isn't making you feel great, what do you want from a relationship? What do you want the relationship of your dreams to feel like? So, on the new moon, that's where we set our intentions for the lunar cycle ahead and decide what we do want from our lives. And we set that. I often see it as setting an internal compass where we kind of recalibrate ourselves and we set our internal compass towards that's where I want to head. And then we can use that Mm. internal compass as kind of a little, as a gauge when we're we're faced with things of, does this take me further towards or further away from the direction that I want to travel in? And so it's as though we really set that tone and intention for our direction.
0: Yeah, because like I mentioned a little bit at the beginning, how I used it in a breakup, it can be a really powerful way of setting boundaries and actually implementing them Mm. and making sure that you're you're sticking by them and your values as well Absolutely. because like you said if there's let's say there's something that comes up in a dark moon that's really painful and stuff that you you don't want and then you take the opportunity in the new moon to be like okay this is this is what I'm looking for yeah whether it's in a partner or career yeah and then just like every things will come up that not necessarily challenge it but be like are you really, yeah. you know, sticking with this? Absolutely. And you have, to, you have to maintain that ground.
1: Yes. But as you just said so so brilliantly, unless you know what your values are, unless you know where your boundaries are, and unless you know the direction you want to head in, you're constantly going to be thrown around by life or by other people or by their opinions or by their judgments mm. on you because you haven't got your own true north. You, you don't know where you're going. And so that's why the new moon is so important to set that, this is my boundary, this is my direction, these are my values, this is who I am. It's like almost standing in that power of who you are and what you want and what you deserve.
0: Yeah. And you're sort of non-negotiables because it's all, I think we do have a tendency to, and I myself included, to, you know, if something's not feeling right and it's not feeling good or you feel that you've been taken advantage of or something like that, to just sort of complain and go into that narrative of like victimhood mm. and um, as if things are against you because it feels super uncomfortable yes but and I think that's it's all warranted but like you mentioned earlier that's like your emotions are guiding you and it's saying like this your a boundary has been abused or overstepped so get really clear and make and change where you need to and then, like, move from there.
1: That's it. And that's why working with lunar cycles gives you real power over your life because rather than become a victim and be the one that's so always like, this always happens to me or the same thing's happening again, mm. it's about sitting with that and going, why does this keep happening? How do I allow this to keep happening? You know, and really mm. sitting with that and taking while it's somebody else's or something else's fault, we're powerless to change it because we have to wait for that external to change. Whereas as soon as we accept our part to play in it and our responsibility for it, even as you say relationships, as soon as we can sit there and go, actually, I let my boundaries be overstepped time after time. And I Allowed someone to treat me in that way, and I gave away way too much of my energy without getting any of it back. And that was my part to play in this, and I'm going to accept responsibility for that. Then you get mm. all the power to make the change. It's so empowering to do that, really but is. tricky because we don't like to
0: look at ourselves. Because not only when we do change that shift in our mind and be like, okay, this is happening and it's repeating itself, mm. therefore. The common theme here is moi, like, you know, it's it's not everyone else, it's me that's making this happen on some level, but because our behavior is so subconscious, we then have to go and delve quite deep, which can unearth all sorts of other things that we have to be, we have to be kind with ourselves because it's like a complete maze of mystery that we're trying to navigate. It is,
1: And that's where, again, working under the ancient wisdom and guidance of the moon, it feels like you have a support system there with you. And what you'll start to notice is exactly what you just said, that as you start to just check in. And for some people, they might just initially start by going, "Okay, on a new moon, I'm just going to mark an hour out in my diary and I'm just going to sit and maybe journal or meditate or just be quiet and just feel what I feel and you'll start to notice naturally then these recurring themes the same things starting to come up again the same emotion coming up again the same feelings towards the same personal situation come up over and over and over again to allow you then to just really gently start to look at it and as you just said kind of go oh the same thing's happening time after time and I'm the constant within all of this. And Mm. how can I just start to make, and I say to people all the time, when you start with lunar work or any kind of intention setting, start small, start small, because if you start saying, I want a complete life overhaul and I want to change everything about myself, our narrative, our inner narrative is so strong and subconscious that it is almost like we have to just chip away a little bit by little bit and we need to, first of all, learn to really trust in our intuition and ourselves and have a few little wins first, whereby we set a smaller intention and we achieve it. And then we get to go like, wow, I made that happen. Oh my
0: God. It's like, the, it's the same as making um, like lists. Because I was thinking yeah. this morning, actually, yeah. because what I'll start doing is I'll start writing a to-do list and I'll be like, get milk, write <laughs> in my journal. Then by the end of it, it's like, well, domination. And it's just not <laughs> attainable. And then at the end, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> because I haven't like become <laughs> Muhammad Ali. And I'm
1: like, what's wrong with me? <laughs>
0: it's the, it's the same as working with moon. It's like it is. You yeah, make those things especially if you're making a like there's a big change there needs to be a big change in something specific in your life like whether it's a relationship because it's about tapping in more to that emotion so that next time you can be like yeah this is really pushing me further in, in this direction
1: we mentioned briefly before about the dark moon this is where you're going to feel all your anxieties your fears your deep emotions and it's about being able to sit with those and take some time with that and I also think we've we've made a real, I don't know if I want to use the word mistake, but we've dishonored emotions a lot because we've been taught that certain emotions are good or bad. So it's like bad to feel angry and it's bad to feel sad and it's bad to feel this and it's good to feel happy. And all emotions are the same. It's often in the, the deeper emotions like sadness or anxiety or anger that the most transformation occurs. So allowing ourselves to be with those emotions in the dark mean, what don't I want, New moon comes along, okay, from what I've learned in the dark moon, what do I want? What do I want for my life? So setting a couple of little small intentions, and then maybe one bigger intention, but just knowing that might take a couple of lunar cycles to come true. A couple of days Mm -hmm. after the new moon, we get what's called the waxing crescent moon, So the waxing crescent is when you're going to see the first little bit of the moon in the sky, the first tiny little bit sliver of the moon. And this is the magic, the the doing part of the lunar cycle. So if we say that the, the new moon is the blank slate, we write upon this blank slate what we want, we really sit and feel our way into that. The minute the moon starts to show herself in the sky and we get waxing crescent now we're like okay how do I do this it's the hows the why's the what's mm. what do I need to do right now to put these things into place what more information do I need what support do I need how am I going to make this happen this is where we now start to make the plan and start to move out there into the world with our plan and start to put things into motion so that might be setting the boundaries or showing up a little bit more or signing up for a course it's the doing we start to do as the moon waxes and grows bigger in the sky every night so it gets brighter and brighter we then come to what's called the first quarter moon and the first quarter moon is when we see exactly half the moon illuminated in the sky this is most people's favorite part of the lunar cycle because this is the moment of the lunar cycle where everything suddenly seems to come together and so it's like you've got the the entire universe on your side So it's the time of the lunar cycle to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. Notice what's coming up, listen to everything going on around you, see everything that's going on around you. If someone invites you to something, go to it. You'll think of someone and they'll call, you'll need some information, someone will tell you about a book. It's where synchronicities and signs start to really flow all around you. And so it's about really starting to say yes and allowing yourself now to be guided by the light of the moon as she grows bigger and bigger in the sky every night. I love that. You might also start to notice a little bit around this part of the cycle, a little bit of imposter syndrome or a little bit of doubt. Don't do anything with it. Just notice it. So if someone invites you somewhere and your first inner thought is like, oh no, I can't go there because like people there might not really like me or oh I'm not the kind. Just notice it, but say yes. Like, Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Know that everything coming to you is meant to be there for you and grab a hold of it all. A couple of days later, so each phase lasts about three and a half days, we get what's called the waxing gibbous moon. And this is where you'll look at the moon in the sky and you'll be like, is it full? Isn't it full? I'm not, I'm not sure. This is a part of the lunar cycle where people don't sleep. So when you hear a lot on social media mm-hmm. and things that people being like, I didn't sleep because of the full moon, this is this part of the lunar cycle. So our energy levels now are growing with this part of the lunar cycle. We're almost there, but we're not quite. So we can feel that sense around this part of the lunar cycle. Like there's just one little thing missing. There's just one little edge missing. And the reason for the not sleeping is because the moon is saying to us, listen, Two weeks ago, you set all these intentions. You haven't got time to. You go haven't before. done it. that <laughs> you haven't got time. You've got a couple of days to go before the full moon, and I'm going to give you all this energy. So, you're going to be <laughs> at midnight writing the book or filling out the CVs or doing the things. Exactly. She's a bit like, come on now. Like st-
0: <laughs> so, you still haven't got that pint of milk, Gangie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's the newest 24-hour supermarket? <laughs> exactly that there's a, a little bit of frustration around this part of the lunar cycle where we start to feel like nearly but not quite and we feel like we want to do something but we don't quite know what and so we use this part of the lunar cycle then to just give a last big push to anything that we need like anything that you need to do anything you can do notice where you've Slipped out of good habits. Notice where you've fallen out of alignment. Because this is all really key, then, because what happens then is the full moon arrives. The full moon, whereas the dark moon pulls us down into our emotions and is the lowest energy part of the cycle, the full moon pulls our emotions up to the surface and is the peak part of the energy, or the peak energy of the lunar cycle. So that's why in full moons people can tend to be a little bit more reactive, a little bit more angry, perhaps a little bit more emotionally charged. So the full moon does one of two things. First of all, she illuminates where we are here and now. So we get to look at where we are. And if we've achieved something, celebrate it. So if you've got the pint of milk, you go, oh my gosh, go me. Celebrate what you achieved. And as we said before, this is where you learn to trust in yourself, where you go, oh my God, I I, I set that intention and I made it happen. So we start to learn to trust in ourselves and to believe in ourselves and to know that we can really, really achieve what it is that we want. The second thing the full moon will do is highlight for us what stood in the way of getting to what we wanted. And normally this is, it's ourselves. So when we look back then at the lunar cycle, we then realized I didn't say yes to that invitation because I was scared to, because I thought no one might like me or I wouldn't have anything interesting to say. Or I, I'm, yeah. my thing's procrastination. I'm
0: holding my hand up in the air. Oh room. my God, I am a terrible procrastinator me as too. well, which is also a form of like self-harm self harm. It really
1: is because we know we're on the edge of something brilliant. But the little voice inside us that kind of wants to, in inverted commas, protect us, is like, oh no, don't do that oh, you, oh, no, stay small, stay small. And so very often the anger and the emotion that we feel around a full moon, if we really truly look at it, is directed towards ourselves because it's where we allowed ourselves to be held back and kept small. It's the time that we allowed ourselves to not grow with the growing light of the moon. And so again, we just need to sit with that and recognize it and not in a bad way, but just to know, because unless we know What our sabotages are, we're just going to keep doing them. Whereas once we know, Mm -hmm. again, we get that power to know when it's happening again next time. And we still might let it happen, and that's okay. It might take six months. But this is where empowerment comes from by knowing that this is what we do, Mm -hmm. by knowing how we sabotage, how we stay small, how we ignore our intuition and the signs, how we allow our gut feelings, we dismiss them. This is where we we see all of that very clearly on the full moon. So from this knowing, we then move into the doorway of the second part of the lunar cycle, which is the waning part of the lunar cycle as the moon grows smaller. It's very easy to give up at this point and to go, oh, well, I'll just wait for the next new moon. But I beg anyone (laughs) out there listening, please don't. Because unless you release and work on those things that stood in your way, the same will happen time after time after time after time. So as we move Mm -hmm. through the doorway into the second half of the cycle, we move into what's called the waning gibbous moon. And the waning gibbous moon, the moon starts to lose a little bit of her light. And this is where we begin to reflect on the cycle. And so we might feel a slight dip in energy here after the full moon. And this is now about starting to use this drawing inwards and waning energy of the moon to start to learn from the cycle so far. So what worked and helped us get to the dreams that we did achieve What stood in the way and where did we allow ourselves to be held back and small? This is the time when we reflect on that, we process on it, we process it all, we become aware of it all. This is an amazing part of the lunar cycle now to have any difficult conversations you need to have. And so, if you've realized your relationship isn't working, the new moon happened, you set your intentions, you tried to make things happen, nothing really changed. And the full moon came, and you're just like, oh, there's that explosion. Try not to react to a full moon, wait a few days. And this waning gibbous time is that time to have those conversations, to share with people what's going on for you, to really be heard and seen and allow that vulnerability that it's almost like the the energy around you will really hold space for you to be able to be vulnerable from that self-knowledge that we've gained through the cycle so far we're able to then articulate this is what's going on for me and this is how I'm feeling and so it's a beautiful time to really have those deeper, meaningful conversations and you'll feel really supported in those. Mm-hmm. We then get to what's called the waning last quarter, which is again where we're going to see half of the moon in the sky again as she starts to move from full down to new. And this is where then we start to really do the work of surrendering and releasing. And so, if we've noticed these habits about ourselves, it's, we do the inner and outer work here. So, we work on ourselves, on letting go of the shame or the imposter or the procrastination. And things like mirror work are really important here, like looking at yourself in the mirror, positive affirmations, intentions, Remember that when we do things like affirmations and we do the inner work, we want to do things more in the positive and the present tense. So rather than say, I don't procrastinate anymore, we say things like, I am productive, Um, I get things done, things happen easily and effortlessly. We start to really work on allowing those shadowy parts of ourselves to be very gently released. And also on the outside, we'd start to very gently release people, situations, relationships, jobs. And again, it might not be that we do it immediately, but we start to just untangle ourselves a little bit from those things that do keep us small. So perhaps this is where we start to create more of a boundary between ourselves and certain friends in our lives or people that don't necessarily want the best for us. So we start to very gently just step ourselves back a little bit from certain social situations. And this is where we start the real release work of letting go of everything that we don't need. Because a lot of people
0: are asking me about to talk about letting go of things, so this is the
1: the time. Yes, yes absolutely. When you let go, absolutely. The, this is as the moon gets smaller and smaller in the sky every night. That whole again, that whole that the the whole ancient guidance and wisdom of the moon is on your side to help you to let go of all this. The moon's four point five one billion years old. So you've got that much wisdom above you, holding that space for you. You know, the moon's been here and seen everything that's gone before us and will likely stay here to see everything that comes after us. And so, yeah, we've got this real wisdom in the sky to help with that. So waning last quarter moon, it might be that you make lists of things you want to release. You might do um, burning ceremonies around this time where you write down what you want to let go of and, and burn them affirmations are really 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 powerful here journaling can be really powerful here setting boundaries all those kind of things mm-hmm. that you need to do to start to unravel yourself from those things that keep pulling you down and it's almost like I often see the analogy of almost like seaweed that we get kind of wrapped up in the seaweed and it keeps pulling us down it's like we just gently start to take off like we unwrap it one little bit at a time I also, um, I don't know, this always comes to me. Have you used Harry Potter where they fall down into the thing and it, it holds them and they, they fight and fight. And Hermione says to them, stop fighting and you fall through the bottom of it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. exactly like that, that when we stay in that tangle and we fight and we fight and we fight, it tangles more and more. But when we just stay still and we stay with that and we breathe our way into it and we just start to very gently release rather than cling and grip, it all just begins to fall away. So, yeah, this is the really powerful part of the lunar cycle for that. And also just taking responsibility for things, starting to finish things up, anything you've been avoiding doing, anything you've been avoiding saying, really finding that sense of wrapping things up and starting to bring them to a close. And then we move down back again into that dark moon phase, which we spoke about what feels like ages ago, which then... And it all starts again. (laughs) There we go again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then we get back into there to go, okay, how am I feeling? I'm feeling irritated about this or sad about that or happy about that. Okay. Here we go again. Sounds exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) It's powerful when you see the shifts that you can start to make month on month and again one of my massive big passions in life is to make things easy and accessible for people and so I'd advise in the beginning not to work with all eight phases because it's just going to get so overwhelming and you're just going to be like I don't know what I'm doing so for someone that's just wanting to sort of dip their yes.
0: their toe in a little bit, would you say that the where would be the two pinnacle points to do a practice?
1: Two pinnacle points, new moon and full moon. So start to notice when a new moon is and you'll begin to naturally notice anyway the few days before it, which are the dark moon or the times when you're going to be just that little bit more emotional or easily irritable and take time to just notice those things write down what you're feeling write down to who and what you're feeling it about get all of that down then on the new moon set your intentions that might just be writing down three little things that you want to achieve over the next lunar cycle then 2 weeks later full moon did i achieve those things if yes wonderful go me if not why not once Mm -hmm. you started to get into that flow. And uh, as we spoke about earlier, you start to get to know yourself and you're kind of like, hang on a second. Every single month I don't do it because all those invites, they do come, but I'm just too scared to say yes to them. Like, okay, this is something I need to work on. Or every time I'm on the on the edge of something really big, I procrastinate and I like sit and watch Netflix all day mm. or I tell myself like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it over and over again. Self-awareness.
0: <laughs> I remember actually not that long ago, I, I mean, it was obviously before this was going on, but I went to see my wonderful therapist who I value very, very much much but it was one of those times when I was like I don't really feel like I have anything to say but Whoa. and there was nothing particularly bothering bothering me and then suddenly I just started talking about how I don't go to things and I miss opportunities yeah. and I say no and I like well or I'll say yes and then like last minute we'll cancel yeah. and then like quite soon after I got invited to something really amazing and I was like yes I'll go and then just before I was like I'm not gonna go oh. <laughs> and I'm just like and I did it again and I was like what what is, what is going it? on and I realized that it was like it's a lot deeper um mm. than just like I don't want to for a good reason yes it's also yeah it's wrapped up in other stuff it but is. um it's yes. interesting to like work with that sort of thing because it can be like little things like that like i need to say yes to more things or i want to put myself out there more romantically (laughs) yeah and then you can assess like after a month whether you've been doing that and in what ways and if you haven't how you've been holding yourself or if you i mean a great thing i think would apply it to your your wellness Mm. um or your fitness or something you can be like okay this is like yeah what I want to bring more of into my life absolutely and how's like three manageable ways I can do that that's it without without putting become a Muhammad Ali on your list (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um.
1: I think you've got the power to be that big (laughs) do lunar cycles yet we'll get you there Well, the next two phases, just real quick, people would work with if they start new and full and are like, okay, I'm loving this. Start with then the quarter moon. So the first quarter, remember, we talked about is where everything falls together. The saying yes. And then the last quarter moon where you start to really do the releasing and letting go. Start then adding Mm -hmm. those two edges in as well. If you feel like you want to have a little bit more moon magic as well. And would you say like journaling around the dark moon could be quite Absolutely. powerful? Because I definitely now
0: you have mentioned it, like I was in a bit of turmoil around this Absolutely. dark moon, a lot of stuff coming up for me, but I wasn't aware that that was That's what it was. A thing.
1: Yeah, totally. Journaling is so powerful, so powerful. Just allowing that free form, free flowing, freestyle, just writing down. And I know a lot of people sometimes struggle with it because again, we don't very often visit our inner world. And so I advise people again, if you do start to get out a pen and a piece of paper, write down, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write until something starts to come and you'll notice suddenly it will start to flow. Or well, also you can write just free flow. Yeah. Because I and I'm a big believer in that and
0: you just start writing. Yes. And often like really magical stuff will come out. Also just like getting things out. It's yes. very cathartic. Yes.
1: And even just having that one good girlfriend that you might do this together with. And on a new moon, you might just have a little, like we, like us women used to do in ancient times where you set that time to call each other and you just for five minutes, just share. And that person doesn't even need to say anything back, but it just gives you an opportunity to say what you're feeling and then let the other person Mm. go. And then that might be it. You might be like, brilliant, little mini moon circle. Thanks for the support. But yeah, just getting in tune with actually what it is that we have to feel it to heal it we have to yeah and we numb emotions so much that that's why this kind of work when it first happens people can be like put the lid back on again but unless we let it out it's going to stay in there and it's going to manifest in very peculiar ways absolutely yes
0: but going full circle to what I mentioned at the beginning as well I you know now me and the girl my girlfriends that I have back in London, that you know it took me a minute to sort of create that community mm. but we do moon rituals a lot yes. of the time you know i would really suggest that people listening that they start doing practices like that yes. because you know it's just like it's a beautiful sense of community and bonding and realizing that there's something so Great beyond our comprehension that we can tap into. Yeah.
1: And also knowing that you're never alone. We often always think we're the only ones that are going through the turmoil, the only ones that are in the doubt, the only ones that have imposter syndrome. And all of a sudden you hear someone else say it and you're like, oh, me too. Oh. And it just makes us realize that we're never, ever alone, that we've always exactly. we're all in this together. And that's powerful. Mm. Well, thank
0: you so much for talking to me. I absolutely love this. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode because I loved it. And listening back, I was really fascinated to see that actually everything she talked about and explained to me made perfect sense. Because when I was listening, I looked up, I have an app on my phone that shows the cycle of the moon and where it's at. And I could see that it was in its first quarter. And that is this time where you're suddenly very innovative. You're coming up with ideas. Everything's falling into place. And that is exactly the energy I'm feeling right now. Whereas when we recorded it, it was just after a dark moon. And I was in this real slump and feeling really heavy. And like things weren't connecting. And I couldn't quite figure out like what I wanted to do with something. And I'm just so blown away already that you know, that illuminated something that I needed to see. And now in this short cycle, I've already managed to find some solutions. So yeah, I hope that you guys take something away from it. I'm really excited about really bringing this into my day-to-day life. And, um, it's such a beautiful spiritual practice. So if any of you are interested in doing a full moon ritual, it's just a very simple intention setting exercise. And, you know, when you can actually be with your friends, I think it's such a lovely thing to do that creates a real bond and sense of community. So if you want to find Kirsty on Instagram, she's Kirsty underscore Gallagher underscore... And she has written this lovely book called Lunar Living that tells you a little bit more about the moon and how to work with its energy. And you can find me at Caggy's World. So if you have any questions about this week's episode, please do feel free to get in touch. Saturn Returns is a Feast Collective production. The producer is Hannah Barrell and the executive producer is Kate Taylor. If you did enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could share it with someone who you think might benefit. So until next time, thank you very, very much for listening. And remember, you are not alone. Goodbye.